Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. My name is Andrew Ferris and I am so glad you're with me today for another episode tracking the journey of 4x400 as we tell you, as I tell you, the ups, the downs and everything in between of what it is like to uh, acquire, operate and grow e-commerce businesses in a holding company. That's what 4x400 is. We've got five brands in our portfolio right now. And I'm telling you, as I do every week, all about it this week on the show. I am going to tell you that it is hard. And uh, I have heard all over the place that lots of people are struggling right now for all kinds of reasons in their D2C businesses. I have a few reflections on what it's like to be in the midst of challenges and uh, how you get through it, um, what kind of mentality it takes to get through it, and what to expect in the future. So let's jump in. So everywhere I look right now in the D2C landscape, um, I hear about people struggling. I hear about really good operators having a really hard time. I, I've hit, it, hit this in a, a couple of different episodes recently. And, um, you know, it's not news to a lot of people. There's all kinds of reasons for people to be struggling right now related to all kinds of things. And um, that's the supply chain side of things. That's the iOS 14 issues. It's um, just everything about right now, for whatever reason, D2C is challenging. And I'm, I'm hearing that all over the place from other holding company roll-ups type companies. I'm hearing it from individual operators. Uh, and, and part of that was for sure that last year was so good for e-commerce. I mean, the, the massive jump in e-commerce sales, I think really um, the, the, the response that people had to that was to try to keep scaling and keep moving quickly. And Maybe maybe people have strained their businesses. And I'll tell you that's part of what's happened at 4 by 400 um, We, in the midst of that, uh, acquired, um, we acquired three brands, Modern Fuel, Genuine K9, 31 Bits, all within the realm of COVID, basically. Before, during, but uh, all of these things were happening. And uh, we acquired these brands, as well as still running our other brands and after selling FC Goods. Um, and that... Uh, you know, a lot of that was because we were really optimistic about the future. We believed we could do great things for these brands. And, um, and you know, particularly for Genuine Canine and 31 Bits, it just has not worked out. Um, on different levels, there have been all kinds of challenges. We still own those brands, but um, I haven't given you updates really on those for a while because they're just kind of on pause. Um, we have had to scale back our investment in both of them. And we're currently looking at what we want to do with them for the future. But it's become clear that the way we are operating them right now uh, is not working. And so we have made that decision. And, um, you know, I, I don't feel like any shame about that. I don't think really. I, I always expected that we were in the business of, an, of investing in pretty risky assets. And, um, you know, these brands are a couple hundred thousand or less in revenue. Um, and, you know, in 31 bits case, there was some kind of clear, clear decline that came into it. And, um, and we just haven't been able to solve it. And, uh, and that is one issue, right? And at any time that would have strained our businesses and it would have created a challenge. But in the midst of that, uh, we have also had other issues. Uh, I've mentioned the supply chain challenges with Slick and the challenges that creates and the cash outlay challenges of that. Well, at the same time, we also are developing our own first-party logistics, which meant capital expenditures were part of that. Uh, we've been building our software infrastructure. That's meant cost, basically CapEx as well. Um, 
and Bamboo Earth has been good still moving forward. It's a really good brand. In fact, so, so slick, um, but there's been challenges still there related to forecasting off of that business with just a short timeline, with a lot of that being eaten up, you know, about half of its sort of history, at least at the four by 400 scale that we were operating at, um, was during the pandemic. And so, I mean, as you probably know, if you're listening to this, forecasting from last year's numbers is a nightmare. It's really, really hard. Uh, so that's created cash challenges for us as we've tried to scale that up. And, and even Modern Fuel, which I'm like really excited to get into in the future. There's some really cool stuff happening with that brand. It is moving forward in all the right ways. Um, and it's kind of right on pace. It's it's uh, going to do, you know, probably a million and a half, two million this year. We had acquired it at a couple hundred thousand um, or less, maybe even a hundred um, in, in the previous year's revenue. Um, and, and we're feeling really good about the sort of the efficiency of that. It's not super efficient yet. There's a lot of ad spend in there, but it's profitable, um, or at least really, really close to that. And so we feel good about that. But even at that phase, um, it's, uh, that the earliest phase of these businesses in our ecosystem are the most cash intensive. And so that's all combined to put a serious strain on us and we've had to solve a lot of problems and we have to keep solving a lot of problems related to figuring out how to um, handle this. Now, I there's some of this I would go back and do differently. There's some of this I, I would go back and do the same and I don't fault myself for and everything in between. There's just varying degrees. Some of this I just, I can't control the supply chain, you know? I can't control the port of Long Beach and, and, and how that's going to be backed up. But what I can tell you is what it has felt like to me. And, uh, and there was a week there where just like, Every possible thing just kept going wrong. It was just bad news after bad news. And the, um, the, ana- the only analogy you could think of is that it felt like a losing streak. It felt like if you've played sports um, or, or just you know, it, any competitions that you've done or anything like that, if you've ever had moments, or even if you're just a fan, where your team just can't buy a win, you just lose and you lose and you lose and you lose. And it's so aggravating and it's so disheartening. And in the middle of the losing streak, what it feels like is, will this ever stop? That's what it feels like. And so it, every there's like a multiplicative effect with each loss. You have one loss and it's not a big deal. You have two losses and it's not a big deal. But you start to get to that third and that fourth and that fifth and now it, they compile in this way that creates, uh, if you're an operator, if you're an entrepreneur, even if you're just in your job, it just creates challenges and it creates um, anxiety and, uh, and all of those things. And so I have been thinking a lot about what do you do when there's losing streaks? And I have a couple things for you. I don't know if I have a number in my head. Um, so I'm just going to kind of talk here um, and, and we'll get to however many we get to. But uh, number one, one thing that I am doing to deal with losing streaks is uh, is um, reminding myself first that this too shall pass. Um, that this too shall pass is, um, you know, nobody owns that phrase, but I've heard it used um, from a lot of addicts in recovery uh, who um, are able to remind themselves that when they're feeling triggered towards their um, addiction, um, and, and oftentimes the things that, the things that are triggering to addicts, right, are, um, life circumstances that are really challenging. Uh, but one of the ways that I've, I've met some wonderful recovering addicts who are just living amazing lives. And one of the things I've heard them say is, 
uh, is this too shall pass. As a way of reminding themselves, it's probably not going to be like this forever. This is a phase of this season. And I can tell you, and, and that what that does is it centers them around the idea that they don't need to go and numb the pain. You, you, it, it gives you the ability, which is what addiction is, right? It's numbing. Um, it gives you that that reminder gives you the ability to see hard problems through because what you will realize is that while there will always be problems, it won't always be losing streaks. And so you, you can, you can sometimes, at least for me, it's had the effect of going, wait a minute, this is not what the world is going to be like forever. Now I can't promise you that we'll ever get back to any different kind of like Facebook ad performance. Like, I don't know about that. So I'm not saying anything really about any specific issues. Who knows how long supply chains will take to get back. What I'm saying is that you will adjust. You'll do things differently. There will be a new advertising platform. There'll be new ways of generating money or you will stumble on something great or somebody, some big influencer will post your product because they just love it and it will like, it'll be a win, you know, or you'll hire somebody who turns out to be better than you thought or whatever. Something will happen that will um, be a win. And the season of constant losses is not forever. Or maybe you'll quit the business and something else will go great in your life. And, and, and that will be the thing that changes, you know? Because for all I know, some, the strains of right now will kill your business. I don't know. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but what I know is this too shall pass. And that you will, in a few years, your life will be different. In a few months, your life will probably be different than it is today. So for me, what that does is it encourages me to, um, to then go into number two, which is it allows me the freedom to put my head down and try to solve the biggest problem next sequentially. And so that's piece number two. When you're in a losing streak, what you have to figure out how to do is stop losing. And, so, and there are going to be lo- losing streaks that, that are massive often involve bad luck. This is a, a helpful statistic or a helpful way. It's kind of ties to this too shall pass, but a helpful way to think about sort of like um, outcomes, right, is sort of the statistical idea of um, a distribution curve, right? The idea that um, there's sort of a 50th percentile outcome for any action. And you take an action and there's a 50th percentile outcome of how it might go. And that would sort of, that would be average. If it went average, if you if you have an initiative and it goes average, that's your 50th percentile outcome, right? I mean, you could think about this maybe as like, let's say you launch a product. And the 50th percentile outcome means you hit your forecast exactly and it goes pretty well and not terrible and decently and, you know, you collect some revenue and there you go. But, um, and of course, an 80th percentile outcome, and this is maybe the way to think about this, or even a 90th or a 100th, and, and that, you know, you maybe think 20 to 80 kind of. Um, as the main way of thinking about this, but like 80th and above would be like, you release a new product and you sell out an instant, you know, because it turns out your audience loves this new product. Um, and they're so into it that they just scoop it up right away. And you you have way more revenue than you thought and everything goes great. And maybe it's even an awesome outcome because you can get a whole bunch more of it fast. You don't even sell out for very long. On the other hand, of course, the 20th or worst percentile outcome, right? The, the, the bottom uh, quartile or, or whatever, um, uh, somewhere in that range of the distribution curve would be uh, would be that you release it and like nobody cares. I remember we did that when we released the uh, toiletry bag with FC Goods. My expectation was that we'd sell out 100 in a day. We sold like 10 in the first day. Like people, customers just did not care about it the way that I expected them to. It did not go well. And, um, and it was a pretty low outcome. And I mean, I was guessing at how it was going to go and maybe there's a better scientific way to do that, but that was the, the, way, the way it went. Well, the thing is, 
when we did that for FC Goods, that was one outcome amongst a bunch of different things we were doing at a time. And I, I didn't really, I, I haven't thought about it in a long time. Like it didn't even stick with me. Because a bunch of other things went right while that went wrong. And what a losing streak functionally is, is that you have all of these, you know, 20th or worst percentile outcomes all in a row. And the only way typically that that's going to happen is that something is unlucky. Something goes wrong. It's, un it's very unlikely, unless you have a terrible business that you need to just go back to the drawing board and reconstruct uh, or, or destroy, right? It's unlikely that it's going to keep being those kinds of outcomes forever. That's just not the way the world works. That's the whole idea of like a percentile outcome is that there's sort of like an average expected value on anything you do. And that, you know, <laughs> that is a little bit more data-y than uh, as a way of thinking about this than the world sometimes actually works in terms of um, your feelings and things like that, right? Because that's part of what I'm talking about here with the idea of a losing streak. Um, but... In general, if you're in that, so 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 here's the point. It's unlikely that those outcomes are going to keep being in the 20th percentile or lower, okay? And at the same time, part of the thing you should do is put your head down and try to solve the next problem. Because if you do that enough times and use your best judgment and get the best help you can and think about the problem as carefully as you can and understand the problem as best as you can, if you do all of those things, it is unlikely that you're going to keep having everything go wrong the whole time. Again, if if it does, if if the losing streak keeps going for forever, you might need to ask if you're playing the wrong game. Maybe your skill level is not right relative to what you're doing, or maybe you've constructed the game poorly, or whatever it is, right? And, uh, and so, like those are questions that I those are, but I think those are edge cases. I think for a lot of people who are sort of driven enough and intellectually curious enough to be this far into a podcast about how to be better at e-commerce or whatever, you probably have a talent level that's baseline and a passion level that's baseline. You're going to go keep trying to solve this stuff. And so what I would say is if you put your head down and try to solve the next best problem next relative to what the biggest problem is, if you do that, you will probably solve some. And you know what that will be? It will be a win. And when you have that win, good news, your losing streak is broken. And suddenly you will not only have the effect of that win on, on your business in whatever way it happened, but you will also have something else, which is the little the little shot of joy you get when something went right. And it's like, oh, I actually like this. I'm excited about it, and I can see the future and all of those kinds of things. And so, um, so number one, this too shall pass. Number two, put your head down, seek as best as you can, as rigorously can to understand the problems at play and try to solve them, Okay. Number three, in the midst of that, it's very possible that you uh, can't solve the problem in front of you uh, or that you don't see a solution to it um, or that you've tried and tried and you just can't get there. And um, this is where what I would say is resist the temptation to, to let shame drive you to hiding. Be vulnerable. Get help. And I don't, and that actually might mean emotionally. Like some of you might actually have enough of a losing streak going on in your life right now that you're feeling really dark and down. And let me just encourage you, if that's you, that to reach out to somebody for help. Like beyond business down, I'm saying you might be feeling a kind of darkness that's bigger than your business life. I just want to encourage you, people, other people around you have felt that. They, they care about you. And, and I want to encourage you to reach out if that's the case, okay? But there's also a level up from that, which is that, Oftentimes, um, 
it's very challenging. This is, this is like so much of the work of somebody like Brene Brown is so helpful in this point. The biggest, most of the most courageous things that we will do as people will not be like saving somebody from a bus that's about to hit them or something, you know, where you, you have some crazy moment of heroism that's sort of newsworthy. Most of the most courageous things that you will do will be to expose your own weakness in a way that um, is really, really vulnerable, where you don't even have control of how it will go and what people will think of you and all of those things. And sometimes what people do is that because they are afraid of the consequences, particularly if they have made the decisions that have led, if you have made the decisions that have led to the losing streak, your temptation will be to go to try to hide them and bury them, at least if you're anything like me, um, to go hide them and bury them. And um, that is not only potentially dishonest, depending on the relationship with you know who else is affected by that sort of thing, but it's counterproductive. It's very rare that that is actually going to be a viable pathway to solving the problem. It's very rare. What I want to remind you of is that consequences in your life, including um, financial consequences, um, having to fire people, like all of those kinds of things that happen when businesses go wrong, those consequences are reflections and signposts to reality. They are there because things went wrong. And that, in that respect, they are germane to the situation. They are organic to it. They are the natural result. They are not, um, sometimes it can be, you can think of consequences as something sort of secondary to the problem itself, but they are not. They're germane to the problem. And therefore, the, mo- the best thing that you can do, while always trying to limit consequences in ways that, uh, that are, you know, within reason and, and within honesty and all those kinds of things, but what you can do is step forward into them, bear the ones that need bearing, seek to see the consequence through, to embrace the discomfort of doing that, and then to even invite other people who you trust into the mess that, that might exist and into the losing streak that might exist and to then face those down. Now, I'm saying this like there's some big dramatic thing and, and it may or may not be very dramatic for your business. But this is what I have been thinking about in this process. For me, like this is one of the great things about working with somebody like Taylor Holiday is that Taylor and I have enough relationship to where if things, you know, when something goes wrong with a brand, we acquire genuine canine, it doesn't work out the way that I want. Um, I can go to him and say, here's what I'm seeing. It's going bad. And listen, it feels vulnerable to me. I don't like saying that I did it wrong. But no matter how good you are, you're going to get things wrong. And so if you if you can develop this, the trust in some relationships that invite people into that problem. And if you can develop the skill of um, and, the, and the sort of emotional mental fortitude to step into it with an open hand, inviting solutions, what I bet will happen counterintuitively is that you will, take, you will face um, acute pain in the short term as you do that. And you will relieve longer term pain for yourself and more people by getting the help that you need with the problem. It will actually... Because instead of pushing off the consequences or trying to hide them or whatever, what you will end up doing instead is um, is solving them and, and moving towards a winning streak. Okay, so um, so those are three things. I'm going to tell you one fourth one that will apply to some of you more than others, and that is that I have been I have been um, as I've seen things go wrong um, in my own life. Part of what I've done is prayed. And, uh, and I'm a believer in God. Some of you are not, and I totally understand that. Um, but that has been really crucial for me. I just want to say that, uh, for some of you who may also have faith of some way, uh, my encouragement to you is to tap into that kind of resource in your life. 
pray, not just for yourself, but if you believe in God, if you believe in God is real, um, that can be a real value in the midst of running your business. And, um, and there's all kinds of ways that that can actually be spiritually hardening. And, and maybe even there will be ways in which um, if you believe in a God, and I do, again, where there's providence involved, I believe God can actually even step in and help. And that's a weird thing. It's outside of the realm of business books or whatever, I understand. Uh, but at least for me, that's been my, my experience with this. And it's led me into a place like that uh, that is different than what I've experienced before in business. It's, it's driven me, losing, a losing streak has driven me into that place uh, in a way that's been really good for me. So maybe that would be the case for you as well. Um, okay. So those are the four that, that, uh, that I can think of. I can, I'm sure there's more, but that's what I've been doing to deal with losing streaks. Number one, remember this too shall pass. Number two, uh, solve the next hardest problem next. Number three, embrace the vulnerability of getting help. Number four, pray. And, uh, and that's what I've been doing. And I'm going to tell you the good news right now, which is that as I have been doing that, I have already been seeing a bunch of things start to turn. We've had some really good news in the last week or two um, and I, th- and there's a bunch of other things on the rim where it's like, oh man, every- a few weeks ago, all of these were getting to be the 20th percentile outcome. But what if I get an average outcome on this? What if I get, uh, what if I even get an 80th percentile outcome on these things that are on the rim? Maybe, uh, maybe in those cases, I'll actually start to run up a win streak in response to a losing streak, a winning streak in response to a losing streak. Because if it's the case that everything can go wrong, it's probably also the case that everything can go right. And so a losing streak can turn into a winning streak really fast. Um, and uh, if, you know, it's, it's, I'm not promised anything, I'm not promising anything. Uh, but as you do that, it is possible. So keep your head down, keep going, and try to solve the, uh, and try to solve the next problem next within the realm of everything else I said. Well, my hope is that this is the least relevant episode you've ever listened to. Uh, that some, maybe you saw the title um, and you weren't even sure if you were going to do it uh, because you were just crushing. And uh, I know there are a lot of brands that are, are struggling right now, um, but I know there are a lot that are doing great. So um, I hope that's where you're at. If this was some help to you, though, um, I was thinking it would be cool to hear some stories. What are you doing to get through challenging times, whether it's a full-on losing streak or just a, a big moment? Um, you, uh, if, if that's the case, I, would, I, I was thinking I've never, like done something like this before, but I'd love to hear some stories and maybe even share them. So shoot me an email, podcast at 4x400.com. Maybe put in the subject line, losing streak. And uh, and that way I can kind of take a look and, and maybe there's something to pass along. If there's anything good, then I will pass. And then I will next week and make that part of the show. Um, also, uh, as always, reach out to me on Twitter at Andrew J. Ferris and all the usual stuff. Rate, review, subscribe, share. I appreciate it. You know, I, <laughs> I was actually thinking recently about all of the like marketing stuff where you tell people, make sure to subscribe, make sure to share it or whatever, or, or you ask people to share. And, and I guess it's probably good to have a, a strong CTA on a piece of content. But um, I also sort of think people share stuff that they like and uh, and that's kind of it. So I sort of wonder if like telling people to share something works at all. My guess is they're just not going to unless they care. So maybe I'll stop asking you to share it because, um, you know, go share it if you like it. I don't know. Uh, anyway, all right, I'm rambling. That's all for this week. Uh, I hope things are going well with you. Like I said, I, I hope you are on a massive winning streak. Um, and, uh, and if not, hopefully I've been some help. See you next week.